Innovation often comes from obstacles. What we think is a crisis often creates an opportunity to take a new direction to do something different. At the very least, it causes us to step back and think about better ways and new ways of accomplishing our mission. Today on the Worship Leader Toolbox podcast, I want to take a few minutes to talk about innovations during this season. Thank you for joining in today on the Worship Leader Toolbox podcast. We want to remind you that we would love for you to rate this podcast. It only takes a second to rate it and to share something with us. You're invited to leave us a message. Uh, visit our Facebook page, the Worship Leader Toolbox, or to uh, engage on the Worship Leader and Team Facebook group. I want to take a few minutes today to talk about innovation and how they often come when we are forced to come up with a solution to move forward. Uh, it's hard to be thankful for the obstacles and roadblocks that get in the way in ministry, but when we look back on uh, times when when new things have happened, we can often look to a constraint that caused us to have to do something different. So the first step in this is to make sure that we have a vision in our hearts and in our minds. We have to sort of mentally decide if it's worth it. Is the vision worth it? If it's not worth something striving for, we are not going to work hard to innovate to solve the problem. So what is the vision for your worship ministry team? What are the goals? We want to take time to reflect and discern and come away with the why we are doing it in the first place. What was the calling behind why you're serving in this way? And begin just to pray that God's Spirit will motivate us and help us to be determined that we are going to innovate for the sake of the kingdom and the gospel message. So um, you may be the one right now in this time, in this place, to accomplish this. And so we want a clear vision in our mind that we are may not be totally clear about how we're going to do it, but we know that we are going to do it because God has called us. So what is innovation? We hear that word a lot. There's many different definitions, I'm sure, but one definition is that innovation is the creation, development, and implementation of a new process or service or a product with the aim of improving efficiency and effectiveness. There is always room for innovation and improvement in your ministry. So here are just a handful of ways that I wanted to share with you today to get started. The first one is your systems. Whenever you hit a roadblock in your systems, you can often tell because there's stagnation, there's frustration, and um, there's even the parts where we hit a whitewater kind of moment. Everything is moving along fine, and there things begin to flourish in our worship ministry. Everybody's happy. Everybody's excited. We're all moving forward. And all of a sudden, growth creates an issue that the systems can't sustain all the different various moving parts. We've had that in our own ministry. In the old days, when I first started our church way back in the 90s, it seemed like I just plugged the guitar in. We made sure the wedge monitors were mostly up enough for people to hear. We printed off a few songs. We made sure that uh, they were printed, actually, at the very very beginning, printed on paper for people to see. And then we basically sang the songs. We led worship. And um, I praise the Lord for those times. But all of a sudden, over the course of a couple decades, we find ourselves with tremendous growth. It's the coolest church. It's a great place. There's a myriad of people who are serving. The bench is deep for musicians, vocalists, and tech people who are serving in ministry week in and week out. And um, 
and we have various parts that have to be fulfilled, like you probably do. Somebody's got to know what the scripture is and what the video is going to be and who needs to create what and how they're going to put it in and when the rehearsal happens and who's going to be scheduled to do that. And if we aren't careful, we can hit a roadblock in our systems. They aren't functioning anymore. They're too small. They they don't work anymore. They're archaic. There's parts that are, are loose ends because uh, a different thing got changed or now we're using a different program or someone else is serving in that role. And so to innovate, one simple step to take is to take a look at your systems. You have to communicate clearly how you want others to have ownership in your ministry. And um, the, the problem is, is that systems can really be habitual. You can really get stuck in a rut thinking that this is the way it's always been done. And this is the way we're going to have to do it. This season of uh, pandemic where we haven't been able to meet really with the people at all has caused almost all of us to take a look at our system and systems that we use in place. And many of those have changed. And the ironic thing is after three months, we're going to have to change again. And so this is a perfect opportunity to retool and innovate some of your systems to create new ways of meeting and talking with your people and serving alongside your people and and basically just uh, making it happen together. Here's a second area that you can innovate in. And that is expectations. We can hit a roadblock in expectations because we kind of get to a part where we've um, we're no longer bringing fresh eyes to the situation. We uh, have strong relational connection with all our folks, and and we wind up getting to a point where uh, we just kind of fall into the groove. And I, I heard one time that there's a fine line between a groove and a rut. And if we don't sort of innovate our expectations to say, we want to fix these processes and and these new visions of how we want our team to excel and to be excellent with who we have and what we have to work with, we want to dream and vision for the future. We don't want expectations to become so rigid that they um, you know, close doors from ministry. But one of the best uh, motivators for a volunteer team is seeing success and fruit from their effort. So we need to begin to determine new ways to move our team higher. And uh, unfortunately, with all these, I don't necessarily have the exact answer because that's part of the call here is for you to innovate in your context and in, in your world. But there are ways to begin to set the tone. And one simple way is to write out what you want your team to do. And if you haven't written that out, even if it's just a one sheet or a two sheet uh, document, um, if you haven't written it out, it's going to be very difficult for anyone to actually know what is expected. Once it's written out and shared with your group, then you have an opportunity to um, work together to grow. Just speaking the words will help everybody start flowing that direction. The third one is technical components. How can you take what you have and make it good? Technical components are really something that we can see hitting a roadblock. We've all experienced it when something isn't working or we need to upgrade or we need to find a new way to make things work well and for there not to be any hindrances. And um, many times we are uh, researching and then purchasing the, the needed the needed part. But there might be other ways to innovate in those times, to call our church team and those around us to uh, use their gifts to build or create or 
uh, construct new components that are going to help wire this or or hoist that or whatever the case might be for your worship production part of things. Um, one example might be, uh, in our context, the lighting that we installed several years back when we redesigned the stage. And after just a few months um, of working with the professional installation, we determined a slightly better fit for our needs. And so one of our electric guitar players uh, got up in the, the ceiling of the Family Life Center and uh, cut and reconfigured and made a couple of the lights much better. And we've been using it that way ever since. And here's a couple more. We want to innovate in our communication and our connection. It's almost like when you swap between a hot pack and a cold pack after you hurt a muscle or, or injure a knee or an elbow. Or maybe you could liken it to switching between Tylenol and aspirin. It's like we get so used to something that it doesn't quite work as well anymore. And I think that's what happens when we have um, different various means of communication and connection with our teams. We might need to innovate ways to better connect with them or to better set up community times so that they're able to um, enjoy each other's presence and, and grow together in relationship while they're serving and to grow in faith and to, to continue to grow as a disciple. And um, you might be able to think of new ways to train or equip or build community or to provide service to the church outside of just leading worship. And, um, you know, sometimes, in, especially in this pandemic time, an innovation of making an actual phone call or delivering a little gift to a doorstep, those things, you know, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, that was the, that was the thing to do. And then for all this time, it's been email and text and digital means. And then all of a sudden it emerged again. It was innovative in a sense because we, we did the basic things. And so communication and connection, sometimes you need to change that up a little bit. If you've used a Facebook group for a long time and it's not really clicking anymore, feel free to innovate and change, pull something else together. If you've often had a, a party with your group or some kind of meeting that you host to build community, change that up this year, do something totally different. For a while, we used to have breakfast potlucks. It would be before church. And if there was ever some special occasion or some new team member or some long-term team member having to move away and transition out, we would get together about seven o'clock. Everybody would bring breakfast items and we'd, we'd uh, have a party basically before worship. And those things kind of faded out, but we kind of moved more to a Wednesday night dinner and meeting format that we do once every three months or so. And so you just kind of change as it goes, and all that requires innovation. The next area is in time management. And we've all probably heard some phrase like this, as the leader grows and excels, the organization grows as well. The best way to produce quality work and leadership in your ministry is to remain disciplined in your own life and work. And of course, I don't want to bog you down and, and uh, you know make things harder in life, but if we can innovate our own discipline and leadership and really our own time management in our lives, it is going to affect us, our home, and our team. When we're managing our time well, we can be focused and we can be present in the moment and we can accomplish more and give others a meaningful opportunity to add their gifts and skills to the mix. And so I don't know what that might mean for you to innovate new ways to do your schedule. I've often in the same vein as the community and connection, I've 
I've changed different times over the years. Um, currently, I almost always get a pad of paper out in the morning and write down my six or seven things that I for sure am going to accomplish that day. And I block it off with the actual time boxing that I'm going to spend for that exact thing. And I uh, used to have a couple different calendars I would use. And one time in a Carrie Newhoff conversation or podcast or something, he said, um, you only have one life, so you only need one calendar. And I've picked up other various things from different people. Um, I know that uh, the waking up early thing is um, kind of uh, based on your genes and and your um, just your sleep cycle and your energy cycle. But waking up early has been a tremendous help to me. Almost everything that I write in either the blogs that I write in or any of the resource type ministry that we do through Harvest is typically done before 7 a.m. And so those uh, couple hours in the morning are just priceless for journaling and praying and, and exercising and writing. And, um, and so that little piece, I, I don't have time management all figured out. I'm definitely not an expert, but uh, you can find ways to innovate new things into your life. One other little example would be that um, one time I heard somebody say that they had a, a list of um, declarations that they would read off in the morning. And so I literally took a piece of paper, actually cardstock, so it would last a little longer. And I typed out a little mission statement for my life and about 14 or 15 declarations. And on my way to drive into the church building in the morning, I would pull that out of the sitting in the side pocket of the door and I would just read it aloud. And I got to where I almost memorized it. And just that one little uh, innovation in life, one little new process to my morning kind of helped shape and remind me that, yeah, I wanted to be an easygoing friend and brother and and a coworker, and that I wanted to uh, trust Jesus with a childlike faith as I continued a life of being a harvest worker. And, and just several things like that that helped me remember to look for the good in people and, and to um, to do my best to be positive all day long and all those things. And then the last one is rehearsals. There might be a way to innovate how you do rehearsals, innovating how you assemble the team to prep the stage and the, the lyrics and the words and all that that goes into it beforehand to divvy that out a little bit more so you can delegate and include more people, more hands for less work each. It might be getting input from your team to uh, set the tone for rehearsals and incorporating aspect of maybe community during that time slot. For a while, um, on Sunday mornings, we would actually, uh, we usually rehearse on Wednesdays. Of course, all this is different with the pandemic season, but our, our normal flow for the last several years has been rehearsal on Wednesday and then Sunday morning, meet together for a quick double check of the sound and then um, a circle time to pray and talk a little bit and then worship service one, then the break and then worship service two. And so at one point, I decided what we needed was some little kickstarters for conversation to build the culture of our ministry. And so what we did was we um, just created some little cards about the size of a uh, sport playing cards, uh, baseball cards or something, and, and just had a little topic on it, just a question or a quote or something like that, a scripture verse, a couple questions for discussion, and then a, a prayer. And we would hand those out to everybody and we'd stand around the soundboard or up in the tech booth or back in the back of the sanctuary and we would just um, talk for, you know, 18, 15, 18, 20 minutes. And it was just neat to do that. And um, the little short culture conversation cards, we called them, we, we did that a while and then we kind of faded away from that for now. But 
um, it was just a good little step to help build um, culture in our, our ministry. And I think in some ways it, it helped. And so um, that's one little innovative step that you can take. And in fact, we made those available on the blog and you're welcome to take a look at those if you would like. So how do we begin innovating? It all sounds great to just sit there and come up with things out of thin air, but here's just a couple thoughts to get you rolling. Clarify your roadblock and name it. So what is it you're stuck with? If you can clarify that roadblock, that's going to be a huge part in trying to overcome it. You got to invest some time in creating solutions. Uh, innovation will, once you figure out your roadblock and what you're working on, then you want to take a little bit of time just to you know talk to people or actually sit down and just focus on that. But honestly, it's cool that just having the the idea in mind that you want to overcome the roadblock, your mind, uh, you know, when you're sleeping, when you're just hanging out, when you're praying, reading scripture, your mind will kind of, in a miraculous way, be be working on that and toward that end. And um, and sometimes the best solutions come when we're just you know just hanging out and taking a hike or, or doing something like that. Uh, the next thing is to enlist someone or a small group to talk through it with you. Sometimes just talking out loud can really bring about uh, new ways of innovation. And then here's the last bit of advice for how to begin innovating. And that is just start something and see how it works. And there's no reason to, you know, you don't want to uh, start something new every single week and never follow through, but taking time just to give something a try and building a culture of experimentation in your worship ministry. So don't be afraid to try new things. Please take the phrase, I'm not creative, out of your vocabulary. You're the worship leader in your church right now during this time and for a reason. Keep being faithful as you do your best to serve Christ Church and grow an effective ministry. I want to thank you for listening in to the Worship Leader Toolbox podcast. We're so glad to... Uh, have you as a part of this journey and so thankful for your work and ministry and would love to connect if you have any questions or any thoughts and um, look forward to seeing you next time and we will uh, just keep praying for each other and praying that God continues to use us. Thank you.